I am your host, Carrie Scollin, giving us different perspectives on where we are and where we want to go on our journey. Thanks for being here, and I look forward to spending some time with you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Founder Series. I am your host, Carrie Scollin, and we are here with a mission to help women create the lives that they desire. And along the way, we have got some amazing speakers with us. And the one I'm going to introduce today has really had an impact on my life. She is where I started with the three minute story, really found the courage to start to share my story. And she really helped me put it into um, a perspective that may have had more of an impact than I was able to see for myself. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Romy Marlowe Ellis. She is the founder of The Uncommon Women. And she, I feel blessed to be able to call her a friend. And thank you so much, Romy, for being here. I am so thrilled and honored that you came on. So I know how much good you're doing in the world. And uh, yeah, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I want to get you in here. Mm, well, thank you so much. I'm so honored, Carrie, to be here with you, as you know, and I love you dearly. And I love that you're doing this interview series because, of course, you know that I believe the storytelling is the foundation of transformation. So I just love that you're doing this. And when you told me, I was like, oh, I'm just so happy that you are stepping into this role because it's such a powerful role to be holding space and creating space for other women, right? This yeah. is the this is this is the way we rise together, Absolutely. right? By creating opportunity. So thank you so much for having me here. You I'm really are. I'm really excited to just chat. Yes, same here. I I love. There's so much that I love about what you do. And a lot of that is really that you showed me. I mean, you you probably don't realize how much of a mentor you've been to me, even just not only on the one-on-one, but me watching you evolve as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been with you since I think it was 2018 Yeah, that I started the first program with you. And that really shifted my perspective on on the possibilities, what was out there. Mm. And it was in doing that work with you that I really was able to heal a lot of my own um, journey through by right. sharing my story. So I didn't realize how much of a healing piece that was going to have for me, but it mm -hmm. really, it, it showed me some of the things that I needed to uncover and look at, but right. it also showed me, oh my goodness, the, the limit, list possibilities that were out there for me. And I've always been somebody that wants to share. If I've learned something, I want to share. If I found an amazing product at Costco, I want to tell everybody about it. It's like it goes from that yeah. simple to, you know, I've learned something in the manifestation world and I want to share it. Mm. So for you, I think how much collaboration you do and the connections that you make was really such a great role model for me mm -hmm. um, because yeah. I don't believe that there's competition in our field. I believe it's all about connection and collaboration. So yeah. there may be a ton of people out there doing the same thing, but nobody's doing it like you're doing it. Nobody's doing it like I'm doing it. Exactly. And right. that's what is so unique. And I think you really brought that out in me that number one, I was enough Mm. as I am. 
which is one of my biggest messages out there, um, that you are more than enough as is. And you you really showed me that in myself. So I am, um, oh, I don't want to get emotional, but I, <laughs> you know how much I appreciate it. Okay. You. Emotion okay. is such a powerful, you know, kind of it it's, it's evidence of the impact that, that people have had on our lives. So I it thank is. you for that beautiful testimonial. And, you know, one of the things that I think is really important to remember is that uh, we all have, we're all on a journey, right? And the journey never ends. Even, yeah. even once our physical body is, you know, uh, done with this world, our lives continue and our spirits continue to impact those people around us. And so one of the things that I'm most passionate about is helping women kind of keep keep walking that path because so often what happens is we experience something and it stops us dead in our tracks so to speak right yeah. and i have seen so many women spinning trying to find trying to find a way out as if they need to go around it or they need to somehow push it aside and so the reason that i do the work that i do which is really to support women to see that their story will actually fuel yes. their, their, their momentum forward yes. is so important because I feel like once we can, once we can determine that everything that happens is actually happening for us. And I'm going to yes. get, get to that in a minute because it's very cliche and it actually doesn't mean, it, it doesn't mean what it sounds like it means to me anyway. Right. But once yeah. I can show women that in fact, this particular story will not only support you in your wisdom and in your growth, but also in the impact that you have, then we learn that we can continue on this path in some kind of momentum and flow without having to be stopped dead in our tracks every every time something happens to us, right? And right. so when I when I when you came into my world and I had an impact on you, it's when you were sitting in a story that was stopping you from knowing that you were enough. And that even with that story, and actually because of that story, you are a better leader. Right. Okay. And so the three minute story masterclass, which is now called truth, is really for women who feel that they've got something in there yeah. that needs to be coming out. Like they know that they're meant for more. They know that I, I find that so many of the women I work with will say, since I was a little girl, I was different. I get goosebumps. Goosebumps. Yeah. When I say that, because so many women say that to me, since I was a little girl, I knew that I was special or people would tell me I was special or there was something about me that always wanted to help people or, yeah. um, you know, I always felt different than other people. These are the kinds of things that the women I work with say to me. Yeah. And so they know it in their hearts, yes. but then something happens and it stops them. And so my passion and what fuels me, because of course this happened to me, was to show them that it doesn't have to be the thing that stops you. It can just be a catalyst. Yes. And so I feel that the work that we did together was a catalyst for you. And you, within your story, found so much of what you're passionate about, which is supporting and helping and lifting the voices of other women, right? Yes, absolutely. So I feel that in this space, there, there is no, there is no competition. Of course, it's yeah. collaboration, it's support, it's rising together, it's com compassion and understanding, and really supporting one another on this journey. Because of course, you know, we all, like you said earlier, we all have 
very different visions, even though they might look the same from the outside, right? right. When you get right. down to the nitty gritty, everybody has a different reason for wanting to do what they do, which impacts the way that they do it. Absolutely. For me, it's something to celebrate. I love seeing so many women really stepping into their passion. I mean, it's all over. You can't miss it right now unless you've got your head in the sand. There's women popping up everywhere saying, it's my time. Yeah. And if ever there was a time, it's now for it is for the spirit of women to step in. Right? Oh, just to rise the raise the energy with so much heaviness. Right. It's people sharing sharing what they've learned along the path. Okay. I am. Um, I love what you said about the story. Right. We all we. I remember. I don't know if I've shared this story before. But years and years ago, when I was quite small, my parents, they still watched the news every night at six o'clock. That was something that dinner was either before or after, but six o'clock, the news was on and we watched it. And there was a reporter on the news and he would go to different small towns and he would open up the phone book and he'd pick a person and he would phone them from the phone booth. And he'd say, I'm doing a series I want to interview you. I want to hear your story in there. And most of them were like, oh, I'm, you don't want to interview me. I don't, I don't have a story. I don't have a story. Nobody's going to be interested in what you have to say. Well, you know, do you mind if I just sit down with you a little bit? And sure enough, everybody has a story. Mm, There's not one story the same. And I never forgot that. Mm. Like in all the years, and I can tell you, my memory is not good, but for some reason that's, stood out to me. And I love hearing people's stories. But what I learned in going through the work with you as well was we all have a story. And then the more you look at your story, you look at the truths of your story. You look at the beliefs that came from that story. Then you really dissect it and go, that wasn't true. Mm -hmm. That was just a belief that I kept going over and over and over and it became the truth for me but when I can dissect it a little bit it was like oh so there's your story there's a story you're telling yourself Mm -hmm. and then there's the story that you can start to tell yourself right and and create new beliefs yes that whole series was was just so eye-opening for me to to be able to look back and go wow I've believed that for so long and it wasn't even true Mm. And I also think that within our story, there are truths. Yes, absolutely. Um, And those, and those truths are, are often where I like to focus in, in my work. So for example, I think of, I'll just use my own story because it's safe to share my own story. But uh, when I was a little girl, I would after church, and I know you've probably heard this story before after church, I would, uh, we would have family dinner and then I would go upstairs and close the door to my bedroom. And I would take all my stuffed animals off their shelves and I would line them up along the wall sitting on my bed. And I would pull my bedside table in front of my bed and I would preach to them. Yeah. And I did this as a little girl. I'm talking three, four, five years old. I would stand there and I would talk to them about all the lessons I learned at church and everything that happened in school, what my brothers did to me. And here I was as a little girl telling stories and taking the lessons from those stories and sharing them to my stuffed animals. Now, fast forward to, you know, 2015, when I stepped out out of the fitness industry and gym ownership to go into life coaching for women, what was I doing? 
I was bringing women into large rooms and I was running live events and I was doing all of this stuff that involved me teaching and sharing what it is that I've learned. And when I look back at that story now, I think, of course, you know, I was who I've always been at the age of three. And what's interesting is that nobody nobody ever saw that i mean i became a teacher and i was a high school teacher for 10 years um but nobody ever said you know as a little girl you did this and you did this for a long time and there might be something there and so it's something that i had to actually dig into and i remember the day that that memory came to me and it was just i would say three or four years ago and i went all my life i've been doing ministry and you know the uncommon woman facebook group used to be called the uncommon woman ministry Um, And I recently changed it just because some people were thinking that it was connected to a religious affiliation. And so I thought maybe I won't call it the ministry, but I still feel like I do ministry with women, which is supporting women. So ministry is going out, sharing what you know and calling people in. right? Right. So as a little girl. I witnessed people in ministry all around me. My parents were in ministry. They're my family. Yeah. all the religious ministry. And now I feel like I'm in the ministry of women where I go out and I share with women what I know and I call them in if it resonates and say, come into my community, share, let's connect, let's move together as a group of women who are working toward creating things in the world that will make the world a better place, not only for ourselves and our loved ones, but for those that will be here when we are gone, which is impact that we have once our bodies are gone. Right. So good, right. The greater good. That's right. So our stories are, our stories are really valuable in kind of recognizing who we are and who we've always been. And if it's, it's a painful story, then there will be within that story seeds of wisdom about who we are. Yes. And who we've always been or who we were and who we want to be moving forward. So there's always so much juice in there. You know, I have Steve Jobs who said that the most powerful person in the world is the storyteller. And it's because we're able to take our stories, share them and change, change the trajectory of humankind. Right. Which is exactly what he did and which is exactly what I aspire to support women in. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and, and I think I've heard the phrase as well that so many of us are on that journey to find out who we really are. Mm. Not about finding it, actually about remembering it. Mm, Exactly. It's going back to remember who that little girl was, who, who you are at your core Right. And we just add things on top of it in life. And as human beings, right, things get piled on us. So it's about, to me, it was about taking that time, taking that reflection, getting curious again of what filled me up that allowed me to go deeper to realize, oh, that that's who she is. Yeah, that's that's where I want to get back to is that place of, of pureness, really wholeness of. Right. Freedom, how you feel when you're in that you're, I mean, when you're three year old, years old, you're, you're living your best life with just being who you are. There's no, you don't know anything else mm-hmm. to be you, right? You're just being that pureness. So I don't know if we can get all the way back to that, 
I, I don't know if that's possible, but I know that that when I went back to that time, it just showed me a lot of who I was. And mm-hmm. I, and I remembered that it's like, oh, I did have a remembering of that. Mm-hmm. So right. it's a process, right? You said, like you said, we're, we're constantly on this journey. It's never ending, which is beautiful to me because I don't ever want that to end the learning, the growing, the evolving. And I know that even in your business with the uncommon woman, that's evolving now because you've evolved and you've Mm -hmm. brought a lot of us along and are evolving with you, which is beautiful. So Mm -hmm. can you share a little bit about um, where you started with the, the uncommon woman, where that where that even came from and then what you're moving into now, which I absolutely love because it's everything that is near and dear to my heart. So yeah. Can you give us a little idea about that? Yeah, sure. So in, I had lived actually quite a, I like to say kind of a blessed life um, for lack of a better term up until about 2011. So I hadn't had anything really, painful or traumatic besides the the day-to-day kind of stuff, you know, breakups and my grandparents passed away and things like that. But I hadn't really experienced my foundation being completely shaken until 2011. And I just found myself in a really toxic, emotionally abusive relationship. And I found, I say I found myself there because I put myself into it. And then once I was in it, I realized that, uh, I had actually allowed this to happen to me. And what had happened was that I entered that relationship in a time in my life when I didn't feel strong. And I've always been a strong willed woman, but I've also like everybody else had times in my life where there were cracks in my foundation. And when I felt like I needed somebody or when something felt like it would help me when really it was only kind of weakening me. Right. But anyway, So I entered into this relationship and it became abusive and I really had a hard time getting out of it. And I, and I often like to say this too, because women who find themselves in abusive relationships hear from everybody, why didn't you leave? You know, you could have left. Why didn't you leave sooner? And I just want to like throw this out there that often we really are in love with the people who are are abusers. Right. And we don't even realize it's abuse. You know, it can be very underhanded. It can be very um, hard to catch. So in my situation, that's exactly what happened was that I was actually really in love with the man that I was in this relationship with. Mm -hmm. And when I went through therapy after I left, because obviously my intuition said, get out. um, You know, she said, that's, that's abuse. I mean, he threatened he, he would say things like, if you ever left me, I'd kill you. And of course, I just thought he was joking. But right. people right. people don't say things like that. And right. do I think that he could have done that? No, that's not even the point. The point was that he said things like that in order to kind of manipulate the way that I moved in our relationship. So right. Right. anyway, when it was all said and done, I found myself in what they call the dark night of the soul, which my whole world kind of imploded. And I just asked myself, you know, who are you? Right. And so at this time I had left the relationship and leaving the relationship, I have to, I had to leave everything behind financially. I left 
the fitness business that he and I were building together. I lost everything that I'd invested in it. I had to rent out my house because I couldn't afford it on my own because I had to go start my own gym. And there's a big story behind it. But basically what happened was I was drinking too much. I was really in a dark place. And I was, it was one, one specific night I was on my knees and I was crying and I had had a lot of wine and I was, I had hit rock bottom. And I just said to God, who I hadn't had much of a relationship with for many, many years, I said, listen, I need you to show me the direction I need to take, because if I don't get this kind of help, I'm going to end my life. I can't do this anymore. I, I'm heartbroken. I'm broke. I feel like a fool. I'm humiliated. My business has crashed because I had to leave and I've got nothing. And yeah. almost instantly... And I wasn't expecting it either. I thought there might be like a 24, 48, 72 hour window, but no. it happened right there. And the message was, oh, you're going to ask? Okay, here it is. Support women who are just like you. Give them safe places to share their stories. Open up conversations about things like things that people don't talk about, like abuse and alcohol abuse and all this kind of stuff. And I remember sitting there thinking, what do you mean? I own a gym. So at the time I had just opened my own gym and yeah. this was download this message that I got from source. And I thought, I don't know what this means, but okay, I will do whatever I have to do. So right there on my knees, drunk as a skunk, I said, okay. And the next morning I got up and I made the commitment that I would support women more. So my gym, I, so I had left this abusive relationship and opened my own gym, my own fitness facility. And it was, you know, I, I was tapped out. I had left, had no money, was doing this thing. So this is why I was rock bottom. Yeah. But now I can look back and say, I had been given the opportunity to open this fitness facility because what I was really doing was supporting women in need. So I started calling in women who were in midlife, who yeah. were experiencing some kind of a crisis and saying, come to my fitness facility. It's a community for women. We'll not only build your body and your health back, but we're going to get your life back. And so I started doing this work instantly, like right away. And so you followed, you followed the nudge. You I followed, followed the nudge. Yeah. On the, and and yeah. I didn't know that it would end up being a coach and leading a ministry and, and a platform for women. At the time, I just thought it was going to look like a fitness facility. Right. right. Amazing. And so I worked, I worked with women for three years. And yep. then in 2015, I went to a live event and I saw this woman on a stage and I thought, I want to do what she's doing. And what she was doing was hosting 500 women in a room. And it was a life coach. Her name is Lori Harder. And yep. so I was sitting in the front row and I remember she looked down and it, I felt like she looked right at me and, and spoke right into me. And she said, listen, if you're, if you're ready to change your life, if you're ready to do something, and you haven't been doing it because you're afraid, now's the time. You're surrounded by 500 women. We will support you in this. If you're ready, it's your turn, but you got to do it now. You know, this is your time. And I just right there in my seat decided to close my gym and start coaching. So I, I hired her that weekend as a one-on-one -on -one coach for three months. Closed, I went home, announced the closure of my gym and started my life coaching business. Two weeks later, I ran my first event. So it was like, that's how I moved. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I know that's not the short story, but I feel like it's women need to hear this. Yes, absolutely. I had no idea yeah. what it meant yeah. when I heard the, you know, when I heard the message, support other women who have stories like yours, guide them, show them that there's another way. I didn't know what it meant. 
but, but I did it. Any- it. Yes. I, I think that's the biggest, yeah, that's the biggest piece of the message there is you did it anyways, without knowing what was ahead of you, right. the uncertainty, but you, you, you went forward through the fear and did it anyways. And that's when the uncommon woman was born then. Yeah. 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 And how many yeah. women you've guided through this process. Thousands. Oh, right. yeah. yeah. Thousands. The impact you've made. And then the ripple effect that that's had on exactly. how many other women. So now right. you, so you, you've done, you do many, um, many, uh, what would, programs, I would say, because they're not workshops, they're programs. They are yeah. life-changing programs that you run. Um, I know that because I've been in them. Um, and that has that has started to shift for you as well, right? It's that, I think you kind of um, described it as that's your foundation. And then now we rise and we rise again. It's like another pillar. It's another layer because you've grown and you're, you've expanded and so, so we, how much time do we have? We only have six more minutes. Okay. So tell me about now. I mean, you're still obviously hugely involved in the uncommon women, but mm. now you've got another layer that you've added on top of that. I love the right. name of it. I love everything you're doing about it. And I want everybody to know about it. So, well, the uncommon woman is really my brand and it's the foundation of everything that I do. Yeah. So that will never change. And there's been a little bit of a shift in what we do in the Uncommon Woman. So it used to be that the Uncommon Woman was a platform for women to share their stories, to heal their stories, to heal their lives, and then to turn and help others as they themselves heal. So that was my original vision. Now it's more the Uncommon Woman is a platform for women to heal their stories, heal their lives, yeah. make an impact mm-hmm. and rise so right. that they can lift the spirits and voices of other women who like them want to lead, right? So what I see now is us becoming leaders versus solely healing our lives. Now, I think that that is in itself quite commendable to heal our lives and to just take what has happened in them and use it as fuel to move forward in our lives. But I actually don't think it's enough. And this is where there's a little bit of an edge to the work I do now, which is I believe that women have a responsibility. And I think that there up until recently, our responsibility has been kind of put on the back shelf Mm -hmm. because we've been afraid that if we step forward and speak up and really step into the roles that we see ourselves holding, that the worlds around us will change. And then we didn't do it. And look what's happening in the world. Right. Right. Women are, women are being oppressed and we're not able to share our gifts the way that we want. And when women do share their gifts, amazing things happen. So you're seeing more and more women now step out and say, I don't really care what the, what the fallout is. I'm doing it anyway. And I love that because I feel that that's our responsibility and we have to show, I don't have any children. I don't have any daughters, but a lot of the women around me have daughters. And I say, we're doing this for the girls. We're doing this for, and for the boys, but really we're showing women who are coming and who will become future leaders that this is how you lead but the only way we can do that is to become leaders we can't expect them to be leaders if we're not leaders ourselves like it doesn't make any sense and so i feel now that it's our responsibility in 2022 to heal ourselves and then turn around 
and show other women that they too can do that and also lead their lives and make an impact. So what I'm passionate about now is creating visionary women. And so the uncommon woman is the foundation of everything I do and it's my brand. But the visionary woman is the woman who uses her creativity and her wisdom and her lived experience and her imagination to create something that will not only make an impact now in her life and the lives of others, but also will leave a legacy and make an impact in the future. And that's what a visionary is. A visionary is somebody who uses their imagination, their wisdom to create something that's never been created. So the uncommon woman as a platform, nothing like it had ever been created at the time. Now there's lots at the time there was not a platform like my platform. Yeah. that provided women with programs that supported their speaking so they could share their stories. And we would talk about things like murder, suicide, sex trafficking, uh, addiction, uh, sexualized violence, you know, incest. Like, I mean, we took everything and we put it out there. And I said, we're going to use the proper language. We're not yeah. going to sugarcoat it because women need to be able to speak up about their lived experience in safe spaces. Yes. Absolutely. As part of their healing journey. Right. And so at the time, people said, it's not going to work. Nobody's going to want to be part of something like that. And I said, just watch me. And of course, I did. Now the Uncommon Woman has something like 25, 30,000 women involved across all my platforms. And yeah. it's had a huge impact, like the Black and White Gallery, which is all of the images, right, yes. of these women. Yeah. Um, it had a huge impact. So the Visionary Collective is the Facebook group that I'm opening this fall, which is just a free Facebook group for visionary women who really want to step into the next level, right? We become an uncommon woman by healing our stories. And then we become a visionary woman by taking that and doing something with it. Oh, uh, absolutely. And there should be a little bit of uh, uncomfortableness even thinking that way, right? Because it's in our uncomfort that, where the most growth is. So if we're staying put where we are and we're comfortable, that is your first sign that you need to go higher. You need, you need to grow, you need to expand, you need to get uncomfortable. And I think almost every single thing I've done is in the uncomfort. Mm. It was an idea. It was, it doesn't have to be perfect. Do it anyways. You've got a passion, follow it. Get curious, have fun with it, explore it, but don't just stay where you are. Right. If we're not growing, you know what we're doing. We're slowly dying if we're not growing, in my opinion. So I love the visionary because I also love what it, there's such an umbrella under the, or I mean, I I shouldn't even say that. Maybe it's an upside down one because there's no limit. So it's not even an umbrella because the the possibilities are unlimited. So I love that word visionary, but I have to wrap up. So Mm -hmm. our time is up. Thank thank you you so much. Where can people find you quickly so that they can follow you and your Instagram, your Facebook? Yeah, at the Uncommon Woman on Instagram, at the Uncommon Woman on Facebook and at Romy Marlowe on Facebook as well. Um, And the Uncommon Woman Facebook group on on Facebook is a really great place to learn more about what's going to be coming this fall. And perfect. And, and the visionary is coming this visionary fall. Visionary Collective, yeah. all of that will, will be, yeah. On all Instagram and Facebook stories is a great place to learn about that stuff as well. It's my private profiles. Perfect. Yeah. And we, we have not even touched on half of what you 
provide. So please look look Marlo up, Romy Marlo, sorry. Um, and there's she has so much to offer. So I want to thank all of you for being here and watching. You're watching the replay. That's fantastic. And thank please, you. I want you to know that you are more than enough as is. Mm. And we hope to see you next week. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Romy. Thank you.